I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I am joined by Hallie Warner, my chief of staff. Hallie, good morning. Good morning. So, um, you know, it's late 2022, 2021. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> well, I read this morning. I read this morning. You're ahead. I know, I know. But like this morning I read it, it was like, yes, employees don't have to come back till 2023. And I'm like, oh, wait, are we in 2022 right now? I'm like, no, no, that's in a week. But I was like, man, it's like 2021 is is coming to a wraps. 2022 is around the corner, which is going to be, I feel like I just got comfortable writing 21 as a date. Um, and, and here we are, you know, and and, and it's, it's a great segue in thinking about um, how the greatest entrepreneurs and I don't mean just entrepreneurs and business entrepreneurs and artists and athletes and, um, you know, uh, uh, actors, everybody, they create, there's something that they have. That's a, that's a rhythm in their life from, um, uh, from, from everyday time to weekly time to quarterly time, they have some sort of thinking and planning time. And I don't think people have enough of it. I think this time of year, people tend to stop and have goal setting, which is wonderful. And they could take, maybe they take a class on it. Maybe somebody comes in and teaches it. Maybe somebody sits down one-on-one. Maybe you just walk through the exercise yourself. But if, it, if that works so well for you, what would it look like to do it every single day? Or at minimum, right? It doesn't mean you spend eight hours every single day. But what would it look like for you to spend time once a month or once a week focused on what do I, what do I spend my time? Cause isn't that the question though, Hallie? Isn't that what people are asking? About where, how and where, where to spend their time? Yeah. Isn't that the, isn't that the point of, of, of thinking time is to actually where, what activities am I going to do every day? Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm hundred percent following you. You're saying the point of setting aside time to think is to better organize your life. Yeah, I think in general, the reason why people go and they take like, you know, Bill Gates was pretty famous for taking twice a twice a year, he would go away all by himself. Um, You know, I think he went to the mountains like that for three days. And it really what it did to help drive the next six months of his life, basically what activities, where am I going to spend my time, where am I going to spend my energy, my money, all of those things. And then every six months, he would do that. So you have his North Star. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Sorry. I, I thought you were talking about like every day doing that and that I, I don't know if you need to do that sort of, that sort of really in-depth analysis, like every day. Um, but absolutely agree that maybe once a month or quarterly Jeff Bezos did it. I think he did it quarterly as well, but for would maybe do it for like a week at a time, completely unplugged. Um, I don't think they do phones. They do no technology. They're really there with maybe books and a journal and themselves and that's and that's about it but yes i agree like real deep self-inquiry and real analysis of problems or challenges or even just future planning and vision does require time to think and space it's not even it's time and space yeah to me space is like an energetic space to be able to do that which means you need to unplug yeah yeah, it's actually a really good way of saying it, that energetic space where you're not like, okay, I've got something in 15 minutes, I only have 15 minutes, because you kind of, or in, whatever, an hour, right? You only have an hour and you can only put this amount of energy into an hour. You can only get so deep into the question of self-inquiry in an hour, right? Now, you can, you can go somewhat deep, but it's a different, things, um, there, be go, there, there emerges new patterns or new ways of thinking. Like, if you get a weekend away 
you come up people are like, well, I have all this clarity. It's just, you get these, these emerging layers of depth start to come through. I, I tend to think of it the same way as like, you know, if you do it quarterly or semi-annually or, or like a lot of people do, they do it annually. They kind of get focused on what those activities are. I also think you can do this just in a journal, at least for me, it shows up every single day by being able to journal about what I need to do each day. That's kind of what I mean. That's not like each day you're going to be spending time of saying, what's my annual goal going to be? You could look at that and make sure that you're in line with it. I think that's that's important to do because your annual goals, right, should support your monthly goals. Your monthly goals should support your weekly goals. Your weekly goals should support your daily goals. And that daily, that daily practice of 15, 20, 30 minutes of journaling should really set the stage for, am I on the right track? Right? Am, I, am I focused on the right things? Or have I been pulled away? Have I gotten too far into it that I can't see it and I'm actually caught in it? And so I think that that morning time, at least for me, is really important and really critical to make sure I'm, I'm taking just a holistic view of at least my day, right? Of what does this look like today? Is this something that actually matters or does it not matter? And I think that's that's what I mean by on a, on a daily basis, finding that's, that, white, that white space. Yeah, I definitely think that's important too. I tend to do mine a little bit more like at night and I will be like kind of reflecting on what, got, you know, what happened that day? What do I need to, you know, how am I feeling? What do I need to make sure I accomplish the day ahead? But it's still a valuable practice. Although I would argue that that's a bit more of, I still think the, that white type of white space, that kind of organizing your thoughts is really, really important. And to me, that's a bit more about planning time. I, I see thinking time at it, um, in a bit of a different context. Like to me, that's not thinking, that's really planning. And I know they're very, very similar, but to me, thinking time means um, reading, researching, sitting there and pondering um, a paragraph that I just read and maybe, maybe then journaling about it or maybe writing something about it and like processing it and then diving in and doing some more research and then reading some more and then thinking more about some sort of philosophical or esoteric question, and then going back and journaling about it more. That's thinking time to me. I don't know. I don't know how you, how you think about thinking time. Well, I think it's, I think you're absolutely, I think thinking time is going to be a little bit different and a little bit similar for everybody, right? They're going to have their own little unique ways of how they process things. But I think um, the, the, the goal is, and the goal from doing this podcast is to get people to actually just pause for a second and go, do I have actually thinking time? Do I have planning time? Do I have white space in my calendar? Right. And whoever you decide to use that is going to probably best serve you. You may do better reading a book and then journaling about it, right? How like some people may just be like, I just need to just not do anything for an hour. And frankly, that may change for you based on the mood or the season or where you are at too. I don't think it's one, one fit for all, for everybody. Cause sometimes I may sit down and journal about, you know, an entire week or, the priorities or something I'm focused on. And other times it may part it may journal just about one particular meeting I have about what I need to focus on. So I think that can be fluctuating um, within an individual. Yeah. And I, as we're just talking about it, I'm almost like, you know what, it's not necessarily because then I, I was, um, as I was making some notes about this, I was like, well, what do you, if it's thinking time, like, well, what do you do during that time? But I actually think the entire point is that there it's it is actually more unplanned. Mm -hmm. So like your journaling time is thinking time, yet it's a very it's a relatively structured activity that's a part of your day, right? What I actually think that is so important, which I do think is what Warren maybe Warren Buffett's not the best example, but the but Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, the ones who really go away, Will Smith when he went went away for two weeks to just kind of be by himself. 
Um, what I actually think the, the important part here is actually the white space. And it's actually less about what you do during that time. Again, for me, sometimes it's thinking, planning, reading, research, but it's actually um, completely unstructured. There are no expectations. There are no actual demands on my time or my energy. I'm not having to respond to people, emails, projects. It, and actually gives me, again, like that ener energetic space to think, process, read, walk, listen to a pod, whatever. And that is, I think, truly where the best ideas, the best problem solving happens is with that, that white space. Yeah, it's well said. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, um, it's a space when it has no demands on you. And I think that's what people are. That's why when people love their, they're either, they're, they're like, oh, I love my 20 minutes in the morning or my 30 minutes. It's not like it's has to be a, a tremendous amount of time. Like I love my having my tea and just my journaling for 20 minutes. Cause for that 20 minutes, there is nothing but you just being with you, right? The greatest gift you can give yourself is time. That's time to you. That's why mm -hmm. people, oh, I love my morning, right? Like it's that morning because it's just, and it's really, everyone's morning is a little bit different, but you're right. The reason why people love that morning is because there's nobody telling them or asking them anything, right? It's just their time where they can be. And so I think that's what people need to have in their calendar. So how regularly do people need to put this into their calendar? Well, I mean, I, I think um, every day <laughs> that sort of, again, like in not, and not even putting pressure on yourself. Like I need to, which I think we do a lot in, especially as high achievers and entrepreneurs, it's like, okay, so I've got an hour of my white space in the morning, which means I need to exercise, journal, meditate, um, drink my coffee, you know, all of these things. Write seven but, books and like to be ready yeah, to go. Yeah. yeah, read, all super important. And I actually think the benefit of that one hour is uh, allowing some fluidity to it. Like, I'm not saying those are not great habits. They're amazing habits to have. And in addition to that, maybe carving off 15 of those minutes to just be. What does it mean to just be? Oh, um, well, I mean, like to do nothing, to just, and that, I suppose that could be meditation to a certain degree, but I do think it's the mindset around it. Is it, this is another thing I'm checking off my to-do list. Well, I think that's the point. It's yeah. The, or is it, I'm just being. Yeah, just being doesn't mean that you're not doing anything. It means that there is a, there's a, uh, there's an energy and emotion that you're attached to not some achievement of an outcome, right? Like the just being doesn't mean that you're idle. And I think people kind of miss that and they hear like, oh, I just got to just be, which means I'm just going to sit still. No, it doesn't mean that you're not active. It just means that there's not a, a hunt and kill situation where I need to go out there and crush this thing into the next thing, right? The just being is like, I'm just, I may be journaling. I may decide to just listen to a podcast for a few extra minutes. I may just like close my eyes and, and take a half nap for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever that is. It's just that there isn't like this, I need to go out there and slay this dragon so I can check the box off, right? It's not an outcome driven activity. It's a, I'm just gonna, I, I understand there's six, you know, arrows that I can pull out of my quiver in this space that I have. It's just more or less of me kind of being here and enjoying the space that's actually here. Yeah, I was going to literally say the same thing. Like, it's great that you have that whole toolbox and you yeah. know you could meditate or journal or exercise or whatever, but being able to just kind of flow with what you need yes. during that time um, or where your thoughts are taking you or your energy is taking you, I think is, is really great. So if you could do that once a day, awesome. Um, I also am a huge fan of doing a similar process once a week. 
to have some white space. I know you often have some on Fridays and that's really beneficial for you. I'm working towards having more of that on Fridays for myself as well. Um, because that is when I do a lot more of my, it just it allows me to be more creative and solve problems a little bit better. If I have a couple of hours rather than just one hour, um, or 30 minutes to do that sort of work in thinking. And then again, I think quarterly or, or semi-annually or annually longer periods of time, like you don't need a three day, a three day retreat for yourself every week, but a three or four day every quarter or twice a year, I think is amazing. I, again, have some of my biggest ahas, my most, my best insights, some of the best ideas for the future of the business or the future for my own life on my vacations, because I have no, um, and that's what I, I actually work on. I feel like I work almost more on vacation because I'm having all of these thoughts and ideas and creativity kind of just coming out of me. Um, but it's because I have the space in order, the space, meaning no external demands on my time um, to actually be able to let that creativity come out. Yeah, I would say, you know, for me, I, uh, I really developed this routine and um, where I come down to our, our place in the mountains, we have a little house and stove. And, uh, and I come down on Thursday afternoons, even if I, even if I come down at four or five o'clock at night, I come down and, and it's, it can be after a full work day and it's about 45 minutes from, from our office. So it's not too bad. And I come down and I know people have this, this routine, other, um, individuals that I know as well too. Like they go to like their little ranch, they go somewhere else. It's like they're, it's like all of a sudden they get there. There isn't that same demand as there is in their household or like I have to go clean this or clean that. So I go down there on Thursdays and I usually um, do some sort of exercise at night once I get down there to kind of clear it. And then from like Thursday night all the way until Friday afternoon until my kids come down, um, I'm working, right? It's just, there's, there's, it's an, it's an, there's a less demands from all the other activities. My wife's amazing. So she helps out with the kids during that time. She understands how important that time is for me as well. Cause I do, I get really creative. I may, I may get up at three in the morning. I may get up a little bit later than four in the morning. Right. So there's just not that it, there's not like a, an actual, like, I need to go out there again and get all these nine appointments done. There's that free space there. And I'm choosing to fill that up with, like you said, like I'm usually listening to, I usually listen to a book on, on Fridays, the whole, like, depending on what I'm doing, either sitting there or exercising, I usually consume a book. I usually journal longer during that time about the week. It's just that, that space to decompress and gain clarity and then attack the day. Um, if, if, if it needs to be, or I may, um, sometimes I like to exercise for two or three hours Saturday, Friday morning, starting at six in the morning, just to kind of get that clarity. I'm listening to books or, or chatting and just, or just being by myself. That's kind of my routine. It's not everybody's, but that's mm -hmm. kind of how I'm forcing that. I don't get that every weekend, or, um, but I would say two or three times a month I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. And that's really important to me. I also find this, people talk about burnout and I feel that, um, if you can find that space once a day, 15, 20, 30 minutes, and then you can find that space once a week, whatever that looks like in your life, there's mechanics of life and we totally get that. But if you can find that space, I feel like that contributes to a lot, lot less of burning out because you're gaining more clarity, which is giving you more energy to focus on the things that you need to do. And the organization actually benefits from that because now you have more clarity whether you're an employee or an owner, you have more clarity. Everyone starts having more clarity from that. So the organization rose in the same direction. Well, when you're, yeah, when you're talking about burnout, I was just thinking about, um, I think like for me, burnout, often people think burnout comes from just working too many, like too many hours. It's like a number of hours thing. And I definitely think it's a much more of an energy thing. Yeah. And um, for me, burnout always happens when I have 
too much many demands on my time and I don't feel in control of my time um, for too long. And I do think that um, white space thinking time, whatever you want to call it during your, if you can put that into your day and your week, at least it's that time where you just are kind of like gain back some control and you don't have anyone telling you what to do, where to be, what meetings you need to be. in. you've got, you know, you've got 20 emails that you need to respond to. It's just that space to kind of breathe a little bit more. And that I think for me, like tremendously helps. Um, It's just feeling more in control of my time. Yeah. So people are sitting there going like, well, that's great um, that you guys can find this time. Well, I can't. And I, and, and, or where do I start? Right. Like, where do mm-hmm. I find these things? And I think that the, the important question people, instead of asking, I don't have any time or where do I find it is the second question has to come is what am I willing to give up in order to have this time? Because right. there is a trade-off for everything, right? I miss doing social events with people because of certain aspects that I enjoy in my life. Right. Like I was going to say, do you really miss them though? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, well, to me, it's more important to have that time yeah. for me yeah. to be able to do those things. And that is really important. That takes, that trumps it. So I don't, so for me, but I, I may say so it's, not, it's, it's not really a sacrifice. It is, it, it isn't. And it is, um, I, 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 uh, well, I am sacrificing not seeing my family during that on Thursday nights. Right. There is those things. Okay. That, that, yeah. That yeah. Yeah. there. Um, I, I, I recognize that every time I drive down there, there's a part of me that goes like, you shouldn't be coming down here. You don't really deserve this. You should be going back up there and helping out with the kids, right? There's that voice that kind of goes in there. And I always kind of remind myself, I said, well, thanks. I, I get it. And I appreciate your, that input mind. But the reality is, is this actually helps everybody. Um, mm-hmm. and this is really important to me. And then you kind of let that, that thought go. So whatever that, that sacrifice is for somebody, or maybe that you have to say no to your favorite show so you can get up in the morning 20 minutes earlier, or maybe you have to get, you know, you have to get into a routine. That means that you have to get up a little earlier and that's a sacrifice. Whatever those things are, there's going to be a sacrifice to be able to find this time. It doesn't just like all of a sudden, like here it is show up perfectly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to have to be, when you're looking at this and thinking about how do I create more white space in there, you're going to have to make some sort of sacrifice and you're just going to have to figure out what is, what is, what do I need to give up? Right. What is that? Well, going to look like? Yeah. And I was going to say, and sometimes it, yes, it's, it might be giving something up like, you know, of course, t- TV shows and social media, like those, that certainly comes to mind. Um, but it also might be like sacrificing your, um, uh, gosh, what's the word I want to use? Like your own self-image. I guess is almost what I want to say, or, or, um, you know, being willing to disappoint other people. I actually think it's a lot of more of that sort of thing, like that relational thing, because it's really hard to say no. I mean, it's hard to say no to your kids and it's, or to Sarah, and it's hard to say no to other, to family members. Sometimes if you, to just say, no, I really need this time for myself or whatever the case may be, or to your boss or, you know, to your employees, it's, that's actually, I think very difficult to do, but you have to kind of like let go of some of that in order to get that the space and the time that you need to manage your own energy and life. And even a, you know, a really kind of uh, rudimentary starting position. I've heard uh, Eckhart Tolle talk about this many times before about how even in the midst of everyone's busy day, even if you can't find any time, everyone used to have these blocks of time when they were waiting for an appointment, they would just be. And so they would kind of sit down and just maybe flip a magazine or something along those lines. But he said, now, you know, with everyone connected to phones, you go in any place and no one's never has any space. So it's almost like a pandemic of this. Nobody, because the minute you have any free time, like all of a sudden, if you're waiting 15 minutes for an appointment, you say, okay, I have no demands for the next 15 minutes or say, so you grab your phone. 
and you start, mm-hmm. then you have a demand, right? It's all those different things. Instead of actually having that five to 10 minutes that would people would naturally get in between different things, that doesn't show up anymore. And it, it's really kind of fascinating watching that, that happen. And, you know, it's just, I was reading this morning, you may have caught that too. I think it was on morning brew where they talked about how like 52% of girls that were under, I think 16 had a uh, increase in the number of suicide lines, not necessarily suicide, but like actually people reaching out because of their image as it related to, to social media. Um, and I'm not going to, we're not going to go that whole path, but I think part of it, I've heard other um, kind of spiritual teachers and people talk about how there is no time for them to reflect on them. And that's kind of what the point of me bringing that up was, is now they're so connected to these things, no matter where they are, there's no time of just like, of understanding who they are. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of an interesting component as, as yeah. adult, I think that also shows up in our life, kind of what you were just saying, where if there's no that free space and you're trying to please everybody, then you, do you even know who you are? Because you don't really have that space to pause for mm-hmm. a few minutes to kind of go, okay, let me just, let me just have some, some time for me. Well, I think for, for, I don't know, maybe from the eighties, late mid to late eighties to pretty recently, I think, I mean, it's always been optimizing for productivity. Technology has completely helped enhance that to your point. The second you have a free, the second you have a free second, it's, I got to check my emails. I got to get back to people on social media. I need to uh, make sure check my investment accounts. I like, it's always optimizing for productivity and how can I use every single minute of my day to optimize my efficiency, to be a uh, more productive, which often equates to more valuable financially or, you know, person. But I actually, and you probably are seeing a lot of this too. I really think, especially with the past couple of years, because of the pandemic, I think we are swinging the other way where people yes. are just like, no, are starting to say like, no more. I actually, um, I want to have a life that is not completely devoted and connected to work, quite honestly. I mean, that's really what they're saying, but to, to being this pro- producer um, to feed the wheel of capitalism where they're also like, you know what, maybe I do want to just sit in the, in the waiting room at the dentist and you know what, maybe I'm going to talk to the receptionist and just be a human for a few minutes. Yes, that's exactly. You I know, do think we're swinging back that way. It's really fascinating. I mean, we may even do this all podcast, podcast and this whole topic, but um, ever since we've been quarantined with COVID, my daughter uh, Asher and I have been down in Stowe and we've had, honestly, we've been luckily with our health hasn't been too bad. So that's, that's priority number one, but we've had a pretty awesome time down here. Um, and I, my kids are actually even here right now. Like they're even yesterday. Why are we even getting along so well? And oh. uh, and Sienna, right, Sienna? Um, yeah. And they were just like, we're, why are we even getting along so well? And I started and they're like, and then Sarah and my other daughter are negative. So they're up at our other house and they're like, we don't want you guys to come down here. And it was almost like, there's no demand. There's no pressure to go anywhere. There's not like, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. There's not like, can I go do something? Because we can't, because we can't move. So now we're just, we're doing crafts, we're coloring, we're painting and we're just, and it just really kind of resonates with this conversation of actually we're just being right. Mm. And there's not like this expectation that we need to go to school. We need to get here and we need to get up and make sure you're up for this or do this thing. It's much more of a, of a fluid. It's not like we're not doing things, but there's no demand. So therefore there's no hurried energy in the room forcing other people to kind of be out there. It's just a really fast, I've been taking a bunch of notes on this because I, and even for me, I feel like I wake up and I'm like, oh, there's no pressure. And I don't know why I'm still doing, I'm still working just as much. It's just, there's no more, 
Um, I don't know. It's just a really interesting, like, there's not like, I need to go do this type thing. And I think, I think people experienced that during COVID when they were mm-hmm. quarantining themselves, because that was what people really took away. I think a lot of it was that like, I actually felt good just kind of hanging out. And I think really what people felt good about was not having this, this demand of, I need to go do this. And that created, yeah. um, uh, uh, I'm like almost like a negative energy about, I have to go do this now, or now I'm going to lo- let people down. And I think when you kind of wake up and you realize I can't go anywhere. So I can't let anybody down because I have this excuse not to do this. Mm-hmm. You actually just settle into this cool rhythm. It's actually pretty interesting right now. Well, I completely agree. And actually, I told you about my my son, my last Sunday. That was like the best day I've had in a really long time. Like I was highly productive. I did checked a couple of emails, but it was a very unstructured, very fluid day, just kind of going with how my husband and I wanted to do, th- you know, what, what did we want to do? What did we want to do next? Oh, I'm going to go read this article real quick. And then I'm going to go, you know, you know, decorate the house and then, you know, all these things. But then I, which is fantastic, right? And the same thing that you're experiencing right now during COVID, but then I can't help but wonder how does that, how do you marry that with our society of work? I just don't yeah. like, how do you marry the two? I, I don't know what the, the answer to that is. And I haven't been able to figure it out yet. I think there's there's two things here. And again, I think this is a longer conversation. Number one, at least for, for me, I went in there and said, well, why can't I feel like this every day? What There's something else inside that's blocking me from actually feeling this. That's just, that's a whole other separate conversation. But I think for, for part of it is for work-wise, for people, I think we need to look at holistically at our entire lives. That's why I'm saying sacrifice, not just work, but like our family lives, the things that we're saying yes to, saying no to, things we feel like we have to go do, what that looks like, all those type of things, and then start creating just tiny blocks of space. And going back to, you have five minutes before your next appointment, maybe you take that five minutes and you don't check your email and you actually just keep it off and you just breathe or just sit there and look out the window or or whatever, I don't know, like just, it's not like you're, you just take a little idle time. And I think that's what people really need is that kind of space in there. And you can build that in there. I think that's a starting position. But I think we're on this, this trajectory, to be honest with you. I think I do everything too. that happened from here, it's, it's whether you're a founder, an employer, or you know, a sole entrepreneur, or uh, you know, you're a consultant, right? Whatever, whatever your activity is in the world, I think people are kind of waking up and going like, I still love doing all, because there's the, the dichotomy of that is they're like, I still love doing all this stuff, but it's just like, I don't love having to do this stuff, right? It's so it's like the well, you you love you love the fact that you can make an income doing something that you enjoy. Yes, you know, I mean that there's yes. nothing wrong with that. No. no, but I mean, I'm pretty sure if you ask the majority of people if they, they do they really want to go to work every day, they most of them would probably say no. Then what would you do? Well, yeah. So I mean, me personally, I would I would re I would do a lot of things that I do and get paid for, but it would be more fluid, I guess. Is, you can do is a hard that. question to ask when I'm talking to my boss, answer when I'm talking to my boss. I'm like, oh shit, what would I do? Um, well, I would, I would have very fluid days of reading and thinking and researching and writing. And, um, you know, that's what I would, that's what I would do with that, with that time. But that is, that would be completely if income was not an issue, right? Because otherwise my brain always goes to what can I do to produce income? Because that is a drive, that's a driver for me. Cause I want to live a certain life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, there's the sacrifices, right? Cause then I go back to Mr. Money Mustache, right. Who lived off essentially 38,000, 28,000, $30,000 a year. 
and that's what they wanted, right? And they, they went and did that. I'm not saying everyone, that's why he created this big cult around him, cult, mm-hmm. or a big following, if you will, because um, uh, just his frugality and his spending. And, and he just kind of asked the same question you're doing. It's like, what's the joy? And they're still working. They're still doing their things. Um, and I just think people should, the point of all of this is like, you're going to discover the answer to these questions if you find this time. Right. And I think that's how people can take away from this is that if you actually the, the questions that we're getting to are questions you're going to help answer yourself, particularly in these larger blocks. So maybe you've done some goal planning, you know, for the for 2022 coming up there, but schedule the next day and a half, the next, you know, weekend or whatever it is that you can find. Maybe it's a month away. Maybe it's a, maybe it's this upcoming holiday break, whatever it is. Find like three or four hour block where you can just be by yourself and just and just and just be and not have that external demand if any if any time if there's any time to do it it's during this period because you have actually opportunity off you know actually you know i i think i emailed you i said you know it's pretty interesting over thanksgiving break nobody else was on so there was a lot less external demand for anybody else to be on so people got to kind of uncheck a little bit i, I emailed you i said hey wouldn't it be cool to have a company that every quarter there was like a week off for everybody in there that nobody worked and then there was that was people's vacation time i'm not saying it's it's practical i'm just it just got me asking the question like what would that look like well i do believe a lot of other countries i know i know that's that's why uh england i believe does it maybe the whole european union i'm not sure canada does that i mean it's called it's called holiday and they yeah the whole economy shuts down really and I, f- I figure what um, what group we were working with with during one of our construction projects where they shut down in like August or something on those lines for like two or three weeks um, as like summer holiday. And again, I, I don't know, that might be something that, you know, that we, something that comes away from this, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to get a lot of people involved in that because as you do, then everyone else can kind of unplug from there. And as, as that starts to happen, um, it was there. And it's almost like, you know, if there was like a, a week, like a summer holiday and a winter holiday and like a quarterly one, and I think they try to do it with kids and breaks, right. To kind of force those things um, to take it. But I think the, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how this unfolds in the next decade. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm fascinated by it. I'm definitely diving into all of that stuff right now. I just read another interesting article this morning. I think it was in Bloomberg or Forbes. It's just it's really good stuff. And we'll uh, keep probably keep talking a lot about this stuff on the podcast. So um, if you the takeaway for today is find that space, find a few minutes, find a few minutes today, find a few minutes over the course of the week, and then find your real big planning time and just see what shows up. Have no, you can have an agenda, but have no agenda. Hey, if you like this episode of Business Meets Spirituality, make sure to subscribe to this podcast before you go so you don't miss future episodes. Or visit our website, adamhergenrother.com. That's H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget, never give up on joy.